Hey guys. What up? Hey. Yeah. Hi. Sorry, I I don't know how to use Zoom. I'm like still very clueless on Zoom. You don't you don't do Zooms all day? I try my hardest not to. I like a FaceTime situation. I know. I've never. It's still unclear to me why everyone just decided to Zoom when we already have like other video chat stuff that everyone was already using and seemed better. I guess it's more of a corporate thing. I think so. I yeah. Like I just had a one-on-one Zoom call and I was like, we could have just called each other i don't know remember like in the 90s i think there was like a phenomenon of flashers like like dudes in trench coats that would walk around and just expose themselves suddenly like in public that was like a big thing it would like be in the news there were like serial (laughs) serial flashers what year was that i don't know just like it's just a very it just seems like a 90s kind of like street crime you don't hear about anymore anymore the other thing the other thing that it seems related that you don't hear about anymore is the guy who sold watches oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to go. didn't white project do a jacket like that though recently? i think they did yeah I think yeah yeah, yeah. you know bring it back I, that's luxury to go yeah trench coats used to be really crucial for like all kinds of Cool. I, I often reference flat. Every time I see a trench coat, I reference flashers to it. I think that's a staple, a classic look. That's. I mean, that's the Raph Simmons look, right? Because you don't use <laughs> shorts with the long coats. You're the like, Whoa, does, that guy, does that guy have anything on underneath? Yeah. <laughs> or is he just wearing a big Raph Simmons coat and boots? Right. Just Raph Simmons boxers and yeah. a coat. Yeah. It's good to create that sense of mystery. Exactly. Like a. Yeah. Attention, what, if you will. What is it? The what? The Winnie the Pooh, where you wear a, just a <laughs> oh, shirt with oh, no oh, pants. Uh, <laughs> just imagining wearing like a giant Rasmussen sweater, but with little shorts underneath, so you can't see them. So it's just like a man wearing nothing but a big sweater in public. I think that's mm-hmm. yeah, bike shorts. Bike shorts. That's the vibe. but like really really small ones. <laughs> yeah. As, as we transition into the fall fits, let's set it up. What it, Sam? I've been I've been gone. Um, what, uh, this is corporate lunch, the, uh, the, uh, GQ's fashion and customer service podcast for, uh, I don't know, for those who love fast, casual dining and, uh, yeah, I have a whole tagline now though. You can just say that. Yeah. What is it? The, the podcast about podcast clothes. About clothes. All right. Thanks. I liked so. where you were that, going with that though. It wasn't going anywhere. It was bad. That recently happened. That tagline, right? We rebranded we just, for episode hundred. I love that. I was yeah. I was trying to impress our guest, um, world famous fashion stylist Ian Bradley, by doing like a more clever riff on the tagline, but I just bricked it. So I'm impressed. I'm very, very, very impressed. It's episode 106. Episode 106. 106. It's Ian's first podcast, right? I saw on Twitter. This is yes. his very first podcast appearance. I yes, can't believe I've, that. I'm very selective, and this is like starting off on the top. You know, I uh, couldn't go higher from here. Yeah, exactly. You Hell can retire. Yeah. You can retire immediately after your debut. You'll yeah, never have is... to do a podcast again. Yeah, this is an exclusive. Yeah. Uh, so I say no. You know. <laughs> What's the deal? Do you hate podcasts? <laughs> um, I hate. It's okay to say my... yes. No, I hate the sound of my voice. But I actually listened to you guys so much during core that I was like, okay, I can do this. Hell yeah! Uh, That's what yeah. I like to hear. It's uh, it's actually so bizarre to hear 
you three and to actually have you guys talk back to me, which is because <laughs> <laughs> I've talked to the podcast before. I'm like, oh, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so it, this is like a very bizarre sensation, actually. So in this special episode, you ask us questions, not the other way around. We can do ah! yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. The good thing about doing a podcast, like the secret to uh, if you hate your own voice is you just never have to listen to it. That's, that's my game plan, actually. So that's, This will uh, be the episode of Corporate Lunch you never hear, and that's fine. Yeah. You, you when people bring it up, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that thing, that, time, that one time. Oh, I didn't listen to that episode. What happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ian is one of the all-time Twitter follows. You're one of That's the good. few stylists oh, wow. I know who uses Twitter. Um, and sure. you have a great Instagram presence. And you've done some really killer work for GQ as well. Including oh, a super stellar... Like this is, I mean, I have actually looked back at this recently because it felt like I like I needed it. It's like looking at this uh, spread that you did with Sam Hine about going out, which at the time just felt I, like, oh yeah, we're going out. But now it's like we were going it's, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. That, like that was back in the day. Yeah, RIP China Chalet. Yeah. I know, we, we immortalized it in the pages of GQ. I know, and it is actually, it's so cool that we did that because I felt like, I feel like every magazine um, in the United States has circled the idea of doing like a China Chalet story. And yeah. we actually ended up you doing actually did it. it. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, that, in that moment, like GQ, we were like working on restructuring all of our like fashion content around going out. We were like, what do people buy clothes for anyway? It's just for going out. This is our whole way forward. And then um, the world collapsed around us and um <laughs> that's not even an option anymore so you're working again ian right you uh, i am a long cool. core yeah i um i've been schlepping uh starting in august i started getting got back to styling uh which is great because i convinced myself at some point in lockdown that i would never work again and styling was a mistake and the fashion industry is over but you know that was like a two-day spiral so yeah, you're gonna have to become a professional podcaster. That's exactly, I. that's yeah. what I was terrified of. I've so heard what, from some people that like, once the floodgates opened, it was crazy. Like there was a lot of shoots backed up and work backed up and everyone's trying to like rush in a bunch of projects before the second wave hits. Has that been, is it kind of chaotic? I'm yeah, I'm into like wealth hoarding or money hoarding right now. So I will <laughs> say anything to, uh, or yes to anything with like, decent money um and but i've been getting some like editorial in as well but i'm just like where's the money at so i can safely be in lockdown for another six months if needed <laughs> is it a lot different now than it was i mean obviously like everything's different but um is it in terms of like the shoots that you're that you're styling is it like a lot more uh like of a skeleton crew situation is it are you sort of doing everything yourself now is like what's the what's the deal with how it's been so going? i yeah i mean it started off really like uh empty sets and or like you know like no makeup artists like having the models being on hair and makeup and stuff but uh it's gotten a little more relaxed i i actually like wearing my mask on set all day i'm i now you know i'm like fixing a model and like in their face. So it's, I think that's like a nice protection to have and I should have been doing that all the time. Um, 
it, but yeah, there, there's less people on set, which is kind of nice. Um, it's actually very nice because there's just less riffraff and yeah. straight to it. Have you been traveling at all yet? Did you guys, I noticed that this week everyone's in LA suddenly, like all these New yeah. York people went to LA and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I didn't know we were like going to uh-huh. LA now. No, I'm not trying to go to LA because I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I've been staying away from travel jobs, but people are like flying in and out for like one day for projects and stuff. Um, yeah. But I, I don't want to like take the risk and the Californians are wild. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. No respect for COVID. I, I feel so confused. I keep seeing like, I'll just see like someone on a plane or someone in a place where I know they haven't been. And I'm like, what did yeah. something change that I'm not aware of, but I guess, I guess the, the risks get lower and people get more comfortable taking. Yeah. Them. And well, like New York, I get why we feel like a bit safer um, these days, but yeah, LA is like, or California is wild, but they are shooting like crazy and like, projects are getting greenlit out there and stuff. So people are traveling, doing the bi-coastal lifestyle again, which I'm yeah. trying to stay away from. Do you like being like, was that typical for you pre in a pre COVID world? Was that your usual schedule was just back and forth coast to coast? Yeah. I was like in LA at least every two months. Like I realized since 2015, um, this has been the longest I haven't been in LA. So, um, which is, I was there in February. So yeah, at least six months at, or like five months at max, I would uh, be away from LA. And I I miss it low key, but not that much. And where are you from? Where are you from? Uh, Our nation's capital, uh, DC area. Uh, But I've been in New York for 16 years as of last month. Yeah, it's crazy. Congratulations. Yeah, I could have had a kid or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You could have a kid in high school. I know. I could add a 16-year-old instead of 16 years in New York. You would at least, like, know how to use TikTok. True. Yeah. Oh, you, my God. I, how did you know I don't know how to use TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I assume, like, TikTok is one of those things that, like, you only really can use it if you, like, grew up. True. True. It. Yeah. No, I, I had a brief TikTok period during lockdown, but I, and I was like, I'm going to try to make one. I had, like, a whole alter ego i'll just expose it now where i was going to be like a stylist post covid where i don't touch the model and just wear crazy ppe and jewels the whole time (laughs) um but yeah i was too lazy to produce it um and yeah talking to the camera is like a whole spiral that i can't go go down is the so i was going to ask you about like your embrace of of twitter which i think maybe has to do with like you having like as a stylist and fashion person you seem to have closer media ties than maybe some others do i'm not really sure but i was going to ask you what you're doing on twitter to begin with because it isn't typical of stylists necessarily and then also what is the what do we understand to be like the fashion world's relationship to tiktok at this point i know like I follow Brian Boy on Twitter and he's just on Twitter talking about being on TikTok, which I think is really funny. But I just, yeah. What is yeah. Well, Twitter, I mean, I joined Twitter really early on, um, like 2009. I don't know. And I just, 
I've always liked it. And I don't know, there were a lot of fashion people in, in the beginning and then yeah. they phased out to Instagram. Yeah. And I've just kept it up because it, uh, I like my writer friends use it. And I, in the last two years has been the wave of high fashion Twitter and like, yeah, um, right. So it's been really, oh yeah, I guess like actually the Tumblr excursion, uh, yeah. they came over to Twitter and a lot of my Tumblr favorites became Twitter favorites like uh, Rashida, uh, who does uh, How to Be a Fucking Lady and um, mm -hmm. she's an archivist. And so they moved over and I feel like fashion's discussed way more on Twitter, but I've always used it to like talk about pop culture and um, I just like it for interactions the yeah. most. I, there's just, you get a gra gravity of people's personalities. I do censor myself, uh, I think, because, you know, uh, a lot of people are advertisers and I have to request those clothes <laughs> and I don't want, like, yeah. those searches to come up. But uh, I just find it really fun. And I actually, there was a period where nobody was using Twitter, so I got really casual with it and i think that's like kind of stuck with me um yeah uh now people are way more twitter active i feel like yeah i forget about high fashion twitter oh high fashion twitter is great like i've been following people and then they're like oh it's my 19th birthday and i'm like oh, <laughs> 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 i'm like but also how do you know so much about jean franco Perret? Yeah. like it's yeah. Yeah. so crazy um which is so cool because i I most definitely was one of those teenage kids that knew a bizarre amount about like Jean Pateau or something, you know, it's just like, uh, so it's, it's cool being connected with industry people and then like fashion appreciators. You were a, a bit fashion uh, nerd and historian and archivist from a young age. Uh, yeah, I, um, I literally was just looking at this library book I stole in seventh grade called like Couture and it's like from 1988 and it features like designers from like uh, the late 1890s to I think it ended in like Karl Lagerfeld's like Chloe like very like 80s and it like changed my life and like was very descriptive all the designers and it was very educational and uh is still what I like base a lot of my stuff off of or inspired I'm inspired by. Um, the late fees are probably insane. It's crazy. <laughs> you owe that library hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm like, wait, is it it's almost yeah, I've had this book for 17 years. That's so crazy. <gasps> okay. Um actually longer than that. Okay. Anyway. Is there some like known golden era for couture? Uh, is, there a, is there a peak or a moment like the most famous kind of like era? I have no idea. The 19, um, I, mean, you, I was gonna go. say 1940s. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, yeah. say the 1940s too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Post-war uh, Dior is really like uh, a monumental cultural shift. It, it was, uh, as they say, a cultural reset. Um, it was I the believe. new normal. It was the new look. <laughs> the new look. The new normal. You know um yeah and i mean it's also like this book talks about the shift of like couture made to order and the transition into ready to wear and um which is what we're living in now now you can get dior jordans and it's all it's, part of the same story 
yes, mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> what I really like about like luxury houses, like really big ones, whenever they do something like that, they try to tie it back to the original couturier as if as if they're like in the in the grand tradition of Christian Dior this yeah. <laughs> shoe is all about craftsmanship it's just always really interesting it's like, I remember oh, there, yeah. was, there was like a Coco Chanel or there was a Chanel collection that was like beach themed a few years ago and like Pamela Anderson was like in the front row and they were like very much like in the way that Coco Chanel was always in the south of France during the summer <laughs> You know, brand codes in a new world. Coco Chanel that is the beach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Her first handbag said, you know, beach, please. Beach bag, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think we're entering another period of uh, couture brilliance? Because one thing that this era has in common with the 40s is, I hope you're doing well in these unprecedented times. Crazy shit is going down. Is that what people walked around saying in the 40s? Yeah, obviously. That's what they emailed. That's what they morse coded emailed, to each yeah. other. <laughs> hope this finds you well. Dear Saint Laurent, <laughs> I hope you're staying safe and healthy. <laughs> I mean, he fought in the war, or like, they tried to- Well, yeah, yeah, yeah but he had a nervous breakdown. Yeah, legend. Yeah. We're, we're super relatable. Absolute king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, same. I would be yeah. the exact same. <laughs> But Sam's question is a good one, maybe, or a terrible one, but oh, so, is there another golden age? Did we just miss one? Were we close to one and now it's not going to happen because everything's fucked or are we still 20 years away from one? Uh, it's so hard to say. I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't think a couture resurgence is uh, happening. I, I don't know what, the answer is next, but I don't think made to order. I feel like people are so cheap these days yeah. about luxury yeah. goods. I think there will be a wave of, uh, I mean, it's already happening like uh, this secondhand and uh, used items um, are greater appreciated. So I think like high quality made items from the past will be even more celebrated um, in this near future. But I think, yeah, people are getting uh, really too excited about just fully wearing sweatpants um, all the time. All right, so speaking of what are the, everyone's gonna tell us what their fall fits are, but now you can't say sweatpants because Ian just shit on sweatpants. So if you I say mean, sweatpants- I mean, you can do sweatpants, okay. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say sweatpants. You think anyone here was say sweatpants, Noah? Come on. No. Wait, should I start for fall looks? Yeah, sure, you just yeah. volunteered to. Uh, okay well I mean like kind of my fall thing is especially after being uh in lockdown and I did order a couple of luxury items uh my thing is like wearing some something really nice every day like I my last item I bought in stores before lockdown was like a Prada tuxedo shirt which was like oh perfect like casual like I, I I needed a tuxedo shirt and then I was in lockdown and then I found myself wearing it at my house with sweatpants, but like wearing like a tuxedo shirt at home. So like, just like things like that, like wearing a loafer to go to Whole, like to go to Whole Foods, even though like I'm wearing like a sweatshirt or something, just like trying to put on one luxury item for very casual things. Like Prada spring, summer 21 look 27. 
with white dress shirt, black tie, and sweatpants. <laughs> Literally that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. No. Among the looks it, of the season. That was the exactly. look. Wow, was I really didn't even – I didn't even – uh, make the connection but what you're saying makes a lot of sense I think also in terms of like a lot of people are like oh well we're not going out we're not going to work we're not doing all these things what's the point of wearing any of this stuff and I always think did you really just wear nice clothes so other people would see you in them like that's a weird thing to me obviously it's part of it but like I never bought something particularly nice or special or wore nice and special shit because of who I thought would see me wearing it I guess so like in that logic, why wouldn't you just wear that shit at home to do whatever? And it does make sense. You wouldn't maybe go all the way with the look. I think the tuxedo shirt and, and sweats is like the prime example of that. Like if you love that shirt, wear the fucking shirt. You don't need like the occasion for the shirt. That seems bizarre. Cause it's not like it's particularly difficult to wear or high maintenance or uncomfortable or something. You just wear it and do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm a very guilty person of uh, saving something for like the right event. So, uh, you gotta break uh, that now. I'm, well, yeah, I've broken it. Like, I have like this Will's Bono shirt for like two years, and I'm like, the perfect cocktail party, the perfect dinner party. <laughs> and like, I don't think that's gonna happen anytime you soon. You should go so. put it on right now. Uh, I should. I should or do I, it for your next podcast. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna save it for my next. Yeah, at the, 30 minute, at, at the 30 minute mark, we'll all go do an outfit change and come back and have new fits. <laughs> <on. laughs> uh, I feel like, uh, Rachel, you do that. You're very good at wearing like a, a casual luxury item. Well, I, okay, I have a question, first of all. Like Noah was saying, you know, all these people are saying, why would you wear that stuff now? And I keep hearing, <laughs> I keep hearing that. It's like, everyone is saying like, yeah, well, everyone is saying now yeah. that, you know, why are you still getting dressed? Like no one's getting dressed. I don't, who is that? Who's saying that? I don't know. I don't I'm know perpetuating, her. I think I'm perpetuating a, like a legend, a myth that doesn't exist. I feel like a lot of people to me look better than ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like thinking about one thing I really like to do when I can't sleep is like think about people I like, like didn't like in the past and try to find them on Instagram. And I found this guy who was really mean to me at Lucien in 2014. And I was like, yeah, what happened? I was like, what happened to that guy? And I looked him up and he looks amazing. He looks so good that I almost DM'd him and I was like, I'm really sorry that like we ended up not being friends. You look so great. I didn't end up doing it. But yeah, I mean, I just like, I don't know. I feel like, like, Ian, you look great. Sam, you look great all the time. Like, your hair is better than ever. Like, no one, I mean, your hair is better than ever. I don't know. I just feel like people are really turning out some looks. Yeah. I have noticed, like, on, on especially when I, came, when I came back to New York on, like, the really nice days, everyone was dressed up. Oh, yeah. When people went outside to, like, chill with their friends, it was people were, like, really going for it as if to celebrate. You know this this emergence from their quarantine chrysalis, uh, like the butterflies they are. You know, it was it was really cool. Like you could just feel it in the air. Wait, yeah, so I mean, okay, are, are any of you guys going to buy a new coat for fall? That's what I've been debating. Wow, that's a really good <laughs> exactly right. I, I was probably, like looking at like coats, and I'm like, I don't know. Like I could probably stick with like last year's archive. You know. I probably won't. <laughs> Dip into the Ian archives. Yeah. There, there is, I have found one I really want. That's not, that's extra impractical because it's more like a heavy blazer. And that really feels like something I'm not going to want. 
I want it only because I want it. I probably won't actually do it, and I certainly don't need it. So probably not new coat, no. I actually wow. do feel like it could be a an important year to have a new coat because mm. I just I'm wondering if a lot of these restaurants are going to like set up heaters and try and get people to eat outside. I'm gonna buy. Sure. I'm gonna buy and one like, of those North Face Mount Everest like full body yeah. uh, puffer suits so that whether they have the the heat lamp or not, I can dine outdoors through like February. Well, if all the homies get them, then we can just do picnics, like yeah. full on yeah. sub zero picnics, like in sleeping bags, maybe. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say we should just get sleeping bags. I agree with Rachel though. I, I think it could be an important an important season to get a big like fat new coat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've just been like, I feel like a lot of what I've been going through in getting dressed during quarantine is not merely like wanting to be like comfortable and like more considered about my clothes, but also like wanting to look more adult. Like, I just feel like such a child if I'm not wearing, like, if I didn't like get up and sort of think about what I'm wearing. And I think an important part of being an adult is having a product coat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm sort of like, maybe that's like, you know, I don't need like a puffy coat, but maybe that's something that I would save up for. It does make you feel like an adult. What's like the, what's the product coat? Is it not a nylon one? You mean like a wool, like big? Yeah, like boxy. one of her like old movie star, like opera coats. Like yeah. a swing coat. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, take me there. Wait, I'm gonna that look that seems, up right now. That seems good for- uh, <laughs> <laughs> That seems good for dining outdoors, like in a cafe, like in a, totally. on a chilly night in like a Parisian cafe, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, take me there. Is that gonna Let- be the, the energy in New York is gonna be outdoor dining through the winter with like heaters and cafe style seating like that? Well, someone told me this outdoor stuff is over at November 1st, but now that we're a uh, subtropical <laughs> climate in New York, yeah, I think yeah. uh, we could extend that. Yeah, I think well, currently like- currently restaurants aren't allowed to do like uh, portable gas heater outdoor things. Uh, there's some like local, some New York regulation, but I think the hope is that um you know they'll revise that so that these businesses can like survive well you could also do a park hang you know you could get takeout you could get steak free takeout or something wait somebody has to go next on the fall fits because so far only ian has gone and we, we really left oh, yes. to dry. okay yeah i'll go i, I can go so right. um i've already shared my fall look with ian but i'll expand more of the details here my fall look is nan kempner as a dirtbag sophomore in college who's like kind of flunking out okay get more specific <laughs> i don't think i need to <laughs> no okay so no, like <laughs> so first of all for me like the the answer to the oh my god like i can't wear sweatpants problem is to wear fancy boxers Mm. So I got the Raph Simmons boxer shorts and I also got a pair of the R Legacy Stussy boxer shorts. And I've just been wearing those with like big sweaters, giant t-shirts, like really nice sweatshirts and like little jackets, Mm -hmm. like all my little kind of like silk dinner jackets and stuff. And that's just like, that's it. That's the look. Mm -hmm. I love that. Will you just tell us who Nan Kempner is? I mean, I have vague notions oh, so, that she's like a socialite, but I don't think she's like well known enough for us to drop that name and move on. That <laughs> okay, yeah. Issue. So Nan, Nan Kempner was like 
um, a legendary collector of couture. And she was like, um, like the number one client of Yves Saint Laurent in America. Um, and she would just like, she was one of these people who really bought like a collector and like did that in her time. So she would like make, she would like pick out specific pieces that she felt like were going to create this really great archive, which she then donated to the Met. Um, and actually, if you look up her name, if you go to the Mets collection search and like look up her name, you can find all of her pieces. And many of them have these like incredibly florid catalog essays <laughs> that are like, they should. they're I like, should. this mesh Gautier top is exemplary of the tattoo collection <laughs> first shown. And, and it's like written as if it's, it's about, you know, like an important piece of you know, impressionist art, but it's about right. like Jean-Paul Gaultier's tattoo collection. Um, it's very, it's a, it's kind of a fun way to think about clothes. It's very, in some ways it's, it's kind of like parallels grailed or like going on first mm. dibs in a funny way. I've never done that. I mean, I, I'm actually, that's my weekend plans now. I'm very excited for that. Mm-hmm. It's really, fu- it's like a good way to teach yourself about like how, people who buy clothing in this this way that we now think of as being pretty like standard in menswear of like kind of creating this archive. Like this is something that like women have been doing for. Been doing, especially yeah. men. We stand yeah. in in this household. Mm-hmm. I can go next. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have two thoughts on, on the fall look. One is um, I spent all Thanks. summer creating like you know amassing like a a sort of medium-sized pile of really beautiful vintage t-shirts i think fall is going to be about really beautiful old dress shirts and just wearing them like to death um i haven't fully dived like like dove into the market yet um to see like how much like you know the charvet estate sale uh Uh, is popping but i think that there's got to be some like really nice stuff out there um, There's really just, good Charvet on the real real Sam. Yes, there is. We don't. That, oh my God! I've been. I I hate that you said that. That's been my. Uh, oh. I'm saving up. Yeah. I'll bleep. <laughs> I'll bleep it out. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but we uh, we talked about we because we were talking about vintage Armani recently and how the real real is the place to look because mm-hmm. that's where you get the uh, like dead granddad's uh, closet goes and not, it's not going to end up on grailed obviously, or even really eBay, the real, real, cause they come and pick it all up. And it's like, grandpa's dead, take his clothes. And then, you know, and then Sam wears them around Dime dead. square. <laughs> yeah. Or Rachel or more accurately, Rachel and Lloyd wear them. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah, that too. I fuck with, wait, I Sam, fuck with what Sam's saying. What's the second part of your, Oh, yeah. oh, oh, the second part is I was just thinking about this because Noah said like, oh, you know, we're all going to get um, these big coats and, and meet in the park. And I think that do you guys remember that um, meme from last year, uh, Christian Girl Autumn, where yeah. all of the Southern bloggers were basically oh, dressed yeah. like yeah. identically with like the high boots and the skirts or like jeans and, and, and sort of like, those like Celine big Phantom bag. plaid, yeah, the big plaid, um, like rash, like shawl wraps. I do think there's something to be said for dressing with your homies. There's something kind of like undeniably beautiful about rolling deep with people who are like, you don't have to be like not dressing identically with them, but where it's like very clear that you arrived from like the same function, you know, that you came from the same place. I think there's something very sweet. There's something very sweet and tender about that, especially in this moment. Do Um, you coordinate or it just happens? 
it, it can be a natural process where like you just sort of naturally become friends with people with like a similar kind of style vibe to you or who do us who like participate in similar activities so you sort of wear the same shit um or it can be like i think there's something awesome about coordinating um about being like all right guys we're all wearing our rick owens ramones today okay yeah. well i'm someone who's very big into like event appropriate so mm -hmm. i like i know if i'm meeting up with a friend i'm like oh you know like well for instance you know like tom brown team like i'm like yeah. all right well i'm not great example yeah I'm not going to go full Tom Brown, but like I will wear like a Tom Brown Oxford with like a pair of jeans, you know, and like just or like, I don't know, like my musician friend, like I'll show up in like a black leather jacket. So I like that. I, I totally feel that like looking like a tribe in a way. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. The return of the style tribe for fall. Mm -hmm. Like so warriors, it happens, maybe. Happens, it happens naturally a little bit too. Like you don't really have to overthink that mm -hmm. too much. Yeah, yeah. If you have the if you have the right friends, it just it's gonna happen. I like to also hang out with people that dress really different than you, though. Like that's also a cool thing when you see two people that are like clearly vibing, but look like they're from totally different fucking planets. That's great. Yeah, like, how does that work? Yeah, on different ways, but still building. Yeah, that's right. That's what I was. That's the language I was looking for. <laughs> um, when you see like a do like a dachshund and like a like poodle mix or something yeah You're like wow how, do, how did that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one's wearing a, a double doodle it, what do you call those double doodles i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just gonna call like if i see two people walking down the street and like one is in full calm and the other is in like like really aggressive like kith or something <laughs> oh my god a dapper doodle <laughs> a dapper doodle <laughs> so um, Noah, what's your fall look well, mm -hmm. I wasn't gonna. I just, I'm just gonna co-sign the the dress shirt thing. I the only things I've bought in the last few months have been white shirts, vintage white uh, Yoji or Comme des Garcons or Isemiyaki shirts. But Isemiyaki has a really good like gauzy cotton and um, comb like poplin white shirts are the best. And you can like they're really easy to find vintage and have really cool strange shapes. Um, but like seem otherwise very like ordinary and classic, but have a little bit of uh, weirdness to them. I'm not going Charvet, but like I got one vintage comb white cotton shirt that I've just worn like every day. Um, but my uh, fall is really shaped around my two faves, Evan Kenori and Camille Forkins. And it's like, they're both kind of weirdo, anti-fashion-y outsider, kind of shapeless, but like really deliberate carefully crafted clothes. So I'll be wearing mostly Evans kind of like pared down, sturdy, beautiful, simple thing. And then Camille's like totally bizarro, like art school. Um, everything looks like it's falling apart and frayed, but is also like really sturdy and, and consciously made. Um, but anyway, all the clothes are just really like sturdy and structured like armor, just like protective, mm -hmm layering utilitarian monochrome all brown most of the stuff i'm excited about is wearing is brown and then there'll be like some orange or all navy and um just big and boxy and and sturdy and very straightforward i like that for these like a ups driver that yeah. that sounds very appropriate for these unprecedented times 
I feel like we're all in like two weeks, we're going to be at an outside bar and like Noah's going to walk up and be like, I've got a package. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll come like repair the refrigerator and then um... Did someone actually, order a pizza. I'm actually wearing, <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing UPS socks right now. So I, I, I'm, I'm on that wave with you. How'd you get UPS socks? You can order them? Uh, I mean, eBay. you can buy them? Oh, eBay. It's the perfect brown. You can order um, USPS shorts, I, I, I realized, on the internet as well. Um, oh, that was the other part of my... Since fall ooh, is... Really? Fall, I didn't know that. Sam, you're saying you can buy, like, the official mail, mail carrier, like, what they wear stuff? I thought they don't sell that stuff. If you, look it, up, if you look it up, it might, it might be, it might be like, faux... Uh, it might be replica gear, but... Um, I feel and like the reason why you'd buy it is is because it's just fucking cool. And I think it's like old Celine. Yeah, <laughs> where it's like it means something, you know, like totally. it stands for a bygone thing that is in danger of never happening again. Never happening again. <sighs> um, I have more fall look stuff to say too, which is yeah. um, I've just been watching and playing so much tennis. I just. And since the fall, like, like we live in a subtropical climate, like Ian said, is that what it is? Subtropical? Mm-hmm. I think so. Like, it's going to be warm for a while. So I like the look of the tennis player walking out onto the court before the match starts. So you're in, like, crew socks and, and sneakers, you know, knee length. I like a little below the knee length, a longer short with pockets, and then, like, whatever. But you have, like, a hoodie or, like, a warm-up jacket and, like, the headwear and, like, the bag. Like, you're not – you're just you're just entering the arena um, before the match starts. That's kind of like my vibe for the next few months until it really gets cold. Sheep. Entering the arena, entering the U.S. Open finals, wearing my Agassi wig, and your favorite to win. Yeah, yeah, just I was up all night the night before eating pizza and smoking meth, and I'm just ready <laughs> to win the U.S. Open. I mean, tennis is just absolutely the most important sport right now. It is. Great. I know everyone I, I get so confused because like last night I think there was a football game and there's been basketball and then like really good tennis is on and I'm just watching the tennis and like doing my thing of looking at Twitter simultaneously and everyone's talking about other sports not everyone but lots of people are and I'm like what other sports yeah the tennis is on man yeah tennis is the only one I'm trying to look like uh, Arthur Ashe in 2021 so I'm, I'm feeling that mm-hmm. yes one of the steeziest dudes of all time. Ultimate. Arthur Ashe. Should we do Stan or Ban? Yeah, let's do Stan or Ban. Stan or Ban. I think I need to come up with like some sort of sound effect for this. Yeah. Do like, like do a, like 13 vibes. Thunder. Air horns. Everything is air horns. Stan or Ban. Ian, do you know what Stan or Ban is? Uh, the, the corporate it's, lunch it's, franchise? It's, it's like yay or nay. Uh, hot or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This first one is so important. It's something I've been thinking about a lot, not for myself, just in general in the culture. Stan or ban facelifts? Facelifts? Mm. Uh, I stand. You reboot, refresh, let's go. Mm-hmm. We've been doing too much of like, oh, every couple months I do this, every couple months I do that. No. Just get in there and do it all. Full reboot. <laughs> is is this where they, they pull it they pull it back and like st- stitch it behind your ears? They take it off. They take it off. They don't just stitch it. They <laughs> stitch it. 
Ooh. Oh, ban. Ban every time. No. Ooh. Sam? Ooh. Um, what do you think, Sam? Oh, I stand for sure. Okay, Ian, stand or ban, supreme. Stand. Always. It's a classic, you know, people try to ruin it, but, you know, I think they do it well and they make great pieces that you might not want to wear right away, but like you rock that a year later and everybody's like, oh, um, and it's, it's nice when it's taken out of full context, I feel like, or not full Supreme look, but I stand fully. I think that's a great idea to buy something. If you buy something current season, you should put on ice for a bit. Let it, oh, that's amazing. Let it mellow. Ex- unless you got that, that lipstick. I tried oh, to get yeah. the lipstick. I had it in my basket, and then they were like, uh, oh, sorry. No. Uh, that red on you, I would, mm. that red that was pretty. actually. I like how they had, how Pat McGrath was in uh, Bill Strobeck's apartment doing the, like. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, crazy. <laughs> I fuck with it. I love that. Keeping it real. I stand supreme, too, obviously. I think it's four stands here. Okay. Well, this one I'm going to skip because we already have talked about it. It's Twitter. So the next one is Gwyneth Paltrow, Stan or Ban? I mean, I've dedicated my whole life to her following, or her teachings. <laughs> and uh, her, re- her Shakespeare in Love uh, award show season changed my life. And then, yeah, I, I'm so thankful. If Gwyneth, if you're listening, thank you. She is, don't worry. She'll she is, that. for sure, <laughs> friend of the pod. I saw a picture on Instagram yesterday that someone posted of her smoking with a glass of red wine at a, oh, at a fashion show. One. Oh, I know that one, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. I miss I miss regular smoker, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, um, but I like that she's, she's perfect. What year was that from, do you think? 99. Yeah, I think so. She's wearing like leather pants, like Gucci uh-huh. leather uh, pants. Uh, oh, it's so good. You stand Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, the fits, the Gwyneth Paltrow 90s fits are incredible. They're basically all good. Yeah, it's a gift that keeps giving. Did you guys watch her? We talked about the Goop show, right? I stand, but then I didn't really respect how on the show she made like all of her underlings do like the freaky stuff and she didn't, like she like, didn't take ecstasy or eat mushrooms or whatever she was supposed to do on that one episode. And then there was like the vagina orgasm episode that she didn't like, she didn't get down and dirty in and she had like all her employees doing it. I was a little bit like, this feels kind of like elitist and like you are supposed to be like of the people and like really leading by example. And she should have been like eating mushrooms. I I feel like she's done those things. I mean, she's most definitely has done those things off camera. I just think, uh, yeah, it's it's too forward for the rest of America for her to do it. I think. I get so. it. Noah, it big, is such a, a big... it's such a beta male opinion to be like it's really elitist of Gwyneth Paltrow to not have an orgasm. <laughs> 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 no, I mean that she didn't do it on TV. Yeah. Whatever. No, I like the show. I I would have liked to see her do mushrooms with her crew, but I um. You know, I don't. I, she can't release those things to the world. I feel like. Yeah, she's got a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot more. Uh, a lot more hinges. She's got more at stake, let's say, than anyone else. 
Exactly. All right, Ian. Stan Urban, Travis Scott, McDonald's collab. Stan, I think it's interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I'm very positive, but uh, I think it's... uh, I actually don't know too much about it, so... But I I like that McDonald's... I I saw, like, a pair of Carpenter shorts. Is that real? Yeah, there's, like, like 90 pieces of merch for it. Okay, honestly, everything I've seen of it on Twitter, I always think it's Photoshopped, and I, like, can't... I actually don't know what the project is. It's all real. All of it is real. Okay. I like that. A lo- I like that. Like a lot of fashion brands were like, we just can't like do it this season. Like we'll put out a small video and a collection of fifteen pieces, and then Travis Scott was like, I'm gonna make a full line of clothing with McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it it feels cool. You know, like Topher White Castle. Um, I I I like the fusion of fashion and fast fashion. I mean, fashion and fast food. Slow fashion, fast food. Eight, period. Okay, the last stanner ban is juice bars. Wow, I stand. I mean, I, yeah, as a person who doesn't like to sit down for meals, when, especially when I'm busy, I, a juice bar gets me through the day. If you stand McDonald's, you have to then stand the juice bar. I mean, this is the, this, okay. is, how we, this is how we find balance. Totally. There's a, there's a balance, uh, there's range, if you will. Um, but yeah, I'm very pro juice bars. Why, why is juice bar a standard band question? I don't know. Cause I wanted it to be. <laughs> I, hey, I'm into that. Wait, I think we have one more. Let's do, let's do uh, standard band digital fashion week slash digital activations. <laughs> I'm banned. <laughs> <laughs> the only band. I think it was the only one you banned. I, honestly, the like, please RSVP for the digital fashion show thing really, it drives me insane. It actually drives me insane, which I, I know the PRs need it to see who is engaging and stuff. But um, the, hey, just following up, please check in for our 3 p.m. digital show. And I'm like, uh, no, I, I'll watch it eventually. But I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm banned. Did you find any of it useful just in terms of like doing your job, like from just like a purely functional professional stylist point of view? Was it like easier to see a lot of shit and wrap your head around what was going on and like take notes and and like navigate everything? Or is it all just a mess and pointless? I I don't know. Like usually when I honestly don't want to be on my computer unless I'm like being paid to or like it's related to a job and like, You know, like, I, I, I mean, I'm sure eventually I'll do it, like, even when we have regular fashion weeks, I was pretty, I'm pretty bad about keeping up as day to day, but then I go on a binge and, like, save everything I like. I, like, go through style.com and go through all the slideshows and... Style.com. I mean, <laughs> did I say style.com? I think so. Oh, wow, I'm aging myself. VogueRunway.com? <laughs> um, um, Johnson.com. No, Johnson. First View. Do you guys know First View? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, eventually I'll go on a binge and, like, I'll look at those shows, but um, at the idea of, like, registering and, like, following up with um, PRs to, like, hey, checked in, like, great show. Um, I don't know. I don't, I won't engage until I'm, like, begging for the clothes for a shoot in two days. Yeah, every every digital fashion week invite feels like 
you know, you've been waiting for like your, your, your seat assignment to come through and it's, and it's priority standing. I do kind of like it though, because if you're like writing about the shows and like interviewing people, you know, normally it's like, mm, sorry, like this person is like available to everyone except for you. Ooh, sorry. But now they're like, please talk to this person. Please, please interview them. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Can we do some vibes? Let's do it. Let's do it quick. Let's do vibe speed round. All right, I'll go first. The first vibe is the queen Naomi Osaka. Can I say that? You didn't, you know what I thought? I was like, I bet Sam did her last week, but. um, We did talk about her last week. You did? I I knew it, but she's still a vibe. She's killing it. I hope she wins the US Open. Serena lost last night for those who are following. No. We're recording this on Friday. Yeah, she lost to this insane woman from Belarus. Insanely awesome woman from Belarus also. But anyway, Naomi Osaka's just like looks insanely cool, plays so well. It's fun to listen to her talk after her matches. I love it. That's the vibe. That's the whole vibe. The highest paid female athlete on the planet. Really? She got that bag from Comb. Got a lot of dough. I don't think it's Comb that did it, but yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she also lives in LA, which is cool because every most like – professional tennis players with, you know, they, they, they sort of settle in Florida, um, somewhere really warm where they can play year round. Uh, and she was like, fuck it. I'm going to go to LA. Just don't get it. Um, where's she from? She's from Florida. My vibe is this, uh, this blended coffee beverage called Taika T A I K A. Uh, it's some sort of like some sort of, it's like a, you know, sans serif startup coffee thing. Um, that a uh, friend of the pod, Chris Black, tipped me off on. And it's, it's supposed to like be the, the perfect is amount this, of Are they paying him? Like, all I know is that he, he had someone bring some over my apartment. And, it's um, good? You fuck with it? I've been, I've been feeling, it's been making me feel totally dialed, yeah. I don't know what's Wait. in it. There's like adaptogens or some, some shit like that. Um, it's very, it's very, it's like a scientific uh, coffee cocktail. To oh, it's make got you mushrooms extremely in it. Fo- focused, yeah. It makes me feel kind of crazy. Taika. 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 Like Taika YTT. Frappuccino? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Like a Starbucks <laughs> yeah. frappuccino. Yeah. What we're talking about even. is <laughs> is a frappuccino. Oh, whip. I like, you guys ever go, like, in the before times, would you ever go into the, like, Starbucks and listen to the barista, like, call out the, like, grande, no whip, sugar-free, two-pump vanilla for Sam. <laughs> Do they do that? Yeah, they do. I love the Starbucks and Fide Eye. I used to stop it when every every morning on my way to the office. It's a reserve. Is it Starbucks Reserve? No, no, no. It's like it's like uh, it's a tourist Starbucks, which is amazing because people would just order the most insane the most insane drinks. Unicorn um, Frappuccino. Yeah, and then one day at the office, Will and I were there like sort of early, and I was sipping on my uh, iced coffee from Starbucks, and he was walking into his office, and he stopped, and he looked at me, and he said. No, Sam, I didn't really, like, peg you for a Starbucks guy. I would have thought you'd be more into, like, artisanal shit. And I was like, damn. Guess I can never, I'm shocked, uh, honestly. Because I can never have this Starbucks anymore. Never have I'm, Starbucks I'm sh- again. I'm shocked. Okay, my vibe is Ashram Tapes. Ashramtapes.com. It's all the Ashram Tapes that, um, that Alice Coltrane recorded on this beautiful website. 
and you can just stream them and it's wonderful. And there are some like cool videos and stuff as well. And I've just been playing that while I'm writing. Wow. What a good website. Ian, do you have a vibe to close us out? Um, my vibe, shit. I had a vibe. What was my vibe? Oh, my vibe is, uh, right now my, um, again, to being a fashion nerd, my mom is converting a bunch of VHS tapes into digital stuff. So I used to record video fashion and, uh, fashion file that used to come on E. Like I recorded it every Saturday morning for like four years. So my mom is now converting that into digital files. Um, so they're like very formative. Like this is like 99 to like 2002 maybe, or 98 even. Um, so I'm reviewing those and it's, uh, it's just crazy. Cause like a lot of people that comment and stuff, like uh, I now, or I've had interactions with. So um, it's oh, yeah. really, cool to see this thing that was so far off um at in middle school and now to see it uh see it again it's just as inspiring and so yeah that's been my are those not these are not easily findable on youtube or elsewhere no they're not um well i thought like i like video fashion still has like some stuff up and uh fashion files kind of hard to find but it's the like Tim 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 not Tim Blanks. Tim Blanks? Yeah. Yeah, it's Tim Blanks. Um who uh you can find some of his old stuff, but there's just like certain ones that have really stuck with me that are in the recesses of my mind that I'm now like, Oh my god, I remember this so well. We should have a watch party. Idea. That's what I'm yeah, we trying to, Yeah, I, I think I'm a we could do a Zoom meetup digital watch party. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, everybody, vibes. look out for, look, check your inbox for an invite to Ian's digital fashion video week uh, preview party. Don't mix Wear, it up with digital fashion week. Yeah, sorry. Wear a beautiful product <laughs> coat. Mm. Or a tuxedo uh, shirt. Um, what, what's everyone DMing Sam Hine about this week? Maybe just DM Sam Hine your fall your fall look. fits yeah your fall and maybe look. we'll maybe we'll read them on the next episode we'll share the best yeah bring Does sam get all the fan mail I we do. try to we try to keep the dms we try to keep sam's dms lit every episode so I love that. if you Much know anyone looking for companionship or yeah even if you don't have a fall look you just need a, need a, a friend eye on an ear to listen a, a beautiful face to look at dm sam hine and, I'm always um, I'm always here for our listeners. Yes, I love that. Aw. <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining us, Ian. We'll see you next time we do this. Thank you so much for having me. I'm yeah. so excited. Thanks, Ian. All right, bye guys. Bye guys. Bye guys.